0: We are back for Tuesday's 10 game slate. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. We're breaking down the 10 game NBA DFS slate in this video. Also, will content for player prop sites like PriceFix, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Guys, if you're not on Parlay Play, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus, or you can use the code DKDFS. But how it works is the player prop site, you're building out slips of player props, and you can run up to 75x your money. You can mix and match sports. They have all the sports you can think of. So, and if you guys want to give it a try click that link down below it does help support the channel and if you're looking for more content for dfs or for player pop stuff you can check my patreon link down below okay so let's recap everything before we get into the breakdown so tonight went three and one on nba props once again another very solid night and nba dfs well came close to having the nuts but um, Could not get overtime in that Washington-Toronto game. Washington just completely laid an egg there in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was really an ownership thing, though, with like the, the Wizards, right? I tweeted about it before Locke. Kuhl, Kuzma, Tyus Jones were all sub-5% ownership. Well, we're all projected for sub-5%. Kuhl came in at 2%. Kuzma came in at 3%. I think Tyus came in at like 0.5% or something. Um, they were all smashing, literally did nothing in the fourth. Had they done a little bit, had they done something in the fourth quarter, I could have had a huge, huge night. Currently winning $1,500 off a of hundred, so not complaining. Probably going to go down a little bit more, though. Um, also, just so, this tilts me beyond belief, man. Ran giga over-owned Io. And this is what I'm talking about with the fish, man. Complete fish play, giga over-owned, way too popular. And he just randomly closes over Kobe White. I have Kobe White. I have a chance to win a tournament. Kobe White's on the bench the whole fourth quarter. Right? So you can only laugh about that. And Io is like 50 plus percent owned, way too popular, and he closes the game over Kobe White. And I have Kobe White, and I could win a tournament. But Kobe White rides the pine for the whole fourth. Like I said, it's just more proof that no one runs worse. But... Again, with the Wizards, it was the ownership versus chances of a success game. You know, I know that the, they troll with the rotations all the time, but there was no Gallinari. There was no DeLon Wright. So, you know, I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better about the minutes. Um, and I think they're just too low-owned for the chances of success. Um, so, yeah, would have been nice if the unowned Wizards could have done, oh, I don't know, anything in the fourth quarter. I probably would have had a takedown. But, uh, yeah, we talked about a lot of guys that were over-owned, under-owned, like DeRozan was someone I did not want to play. We talked about that in tournaments. I would rather play Levine or Vooch for less ownership because DeRozan was the guy that the field was flocking to. That worked out in a big way. I said Otto Porter was definitely overowned. Now, I still played Otto Porter because I was already playing enough contrarian plays. I played Portis at 20%. I played Poole and Kuzma at 2 and three respe- 3% respectively. I played Malachi Flynn, right? So, <laughs> I was already playing enough low on guys. But we talked about how like Boucher in tournaments... um, Those other Raptors bench guys I thought were just going overlooked. We also talked about how I thought Josh Hart was going overlooked. For some reason, quickly was getting a lot of ownership. I said, why play chalk quickly when you can play low on Josh Hart? So, hit on a lot of things here. Um, Again, came close to the nuts. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was... That's the recap of everything. Again, final lineup. I had basically a a lot of game, a lot of exposures Washington-Toronto game. So, the night before, last night, I had seven players from the Blazers-Lakers game. Tonight, I had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six players from this Wizards and Raptors game, and then I had Kobe White and Bobby Portis in the Bulls and um, Bucks game. So that's the recap of everything. It's going to be a really good night for me. We'll see exactly where I finish. Again, currently 15 uh, xing my money. Probably go down a little bit, but um, yeah, that's the recap again. Hope you guys had a good night, and let's see if we can keep it going for... This 10-game slate. So we'll start off with Miami and Charlotte. Miami, heroes out. Jay Rich is probable. Kalen Martin is still out. So Lowry is back. He should get the starting lineup of Lowry, Duncan, Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Haywood, Highsmith, and Bam and bio As far as the top-end guys go, Bam and Jimmy in a good spot, both firmly in play. I think they're priced about right. You know, Bam's been playing much, much better than Jimmy. Jimmy's been quiet of late. Doesn't mean Jimmy can't have a good game. It's just, you know, normally in the regular season, he does take a little bit of a backseat, but... Again, this is, this is a really good spot for, for him against the Hornets. Kyle Lowry 5.9. Should go right back to the starting lineup. Should play low 30s minutes. I think he's a relatively safe play. Duncan Robinson's going to play big minutes. Kind of comes down to whether or not he can make his shots. So incredibly happy for him. Last game, we went for 40-plus fancy points, breaking the scoring record. But when I played against Atlanta, 19 fancy points. Yay! Um highsmith think, continues to start 4.3k i think he's reasonable value i think i would give the edge to jaime haquez off the bench who has been playing well um now i don't think he plays 30 plus minutes but yeah i think haquez and highsmith are both solid values i think jay rich probably plays the backup point but is a bit too expensive there uh so let's move on to charlotte charlotte we got no terry rozier brandon miller's probable gordon hayward is probable Lamelo at the top of 10.4. We know the floor plus ceiling goes way up without Rogier. It's just a matter of, you know, can this Warner's team keep it competitive? I think they can without Tyler Hero on the opposite side. So I do like the model there at the top. Hayward feels priced about right. PJ feels a bit overpriced. Mark Williams, he's up, he's down. He's a fine tournament play. He's foul prone. Again, production's been all over the place, but a young player like this, you kind of expect that, right? We'll talk about a couple of guys like that with Wambiyama and Shet in a bit, who, you know, their range of outcomes is very wide. Same with Mark Williams. So, if you want to play Mark Willett low and Mark Williams in the slate, like, I'm not going to say no. The ceiling's there for him. Brandon Miller feels a bit pricey. I don't think I can stomach Tao Maladon or Nick Richards on the slate. So let's talk about Indiana and Philadelphia. Halliburton, 10.2. I still have interest in him at the top. He should play mid-30s minutes. Just a clear go-to guy. You know, have the ball in his hands a ton. No issue spending up for Halliburton. I think Turner feels priced about right. There is a bit of foul concerns, especially if Embiid plays. The rest of the team, eh, again, they go with the hot hand with these wings. I mean, Matherin is the guy I would say that probably has the highest ceiling. But again, like 18, 49, 43, 18, right? Like if he's not playing well, they're not going to close them. So on a big slate, it depends on the ownership. If Matherin's like very low owned, way more inclined to play him. But if Matherin's going to be relatively popular tomorrow, no way, right? Because in his range of outcomes is a game where he plays like low 20s minutes and gets benched that is in his range of outcomes we've seen it multiple times so if the field gravitates toward playing him then i don't want to play him if no one's playing him then i'm more inclined to play benedict matherin right and that's why i try it in these videos i always try to identify spots like you know this you know we, we've identified a lot of spots recently we talk about it a ton in the patreon stream we go over like everything but i do try to cover uh try to cover a couple of those spots in these videos as well Jalen Smith, he's the backup big. Uh, again, good point-per-minute guy. If Turner gets in foul trouble, he benefits. Not really much else to mention here. Obi Toppin's 3.9. Minutes have not been amazing on him. Uh, let's talk about Philadelphia. Philadelphia, uh, Embiid's questionable. That's huge. Also, Cali Oubre's out. Got hit by a car. Uh, looks like he'll be okay, but he's going to miss some time for sure. Um, now, with, if Embiid is out, it's, Philadelphia would be my favorite team to target in the slate, and it won't be close. Paul Reed would probably be, will, would be the best value in the slate. He would start at the 5. Maxey, Harris, Melton will be three of the best plays of the slate. I think Covington starts without Oubre and without Nick Batum. Covington will make a really good value either way. It's like there would just be a ton to like here from Philadelphia if Embiid is out. Um, if Embiid plays, Embiid himself at eleven five still looks fine at the top. Maxi, the price is coming up, but I still think he's a good play. He isn't playing out of his mind, just dominating usage, getting a ton of shots up, have this ball in his hands a good amount as well. So, Yeah. I still like Tyrese Maxey. Happy for him. He's been a guy I've been high on for a while now. Um, Tobias Harris, 6.4K. Reasonable option if Embiid plays. He looks way better if Embiid does not play. Anthony Melton, kind of the same thing. Reasonable if Embiid um, does not, or Embiid plays, but looks a lot better if Embiid misses. Pat Bev, eh, he'll be in the rotation. I don't think it's necessary. Robert Covington, I think, gets the start here. If he does, I like him for value because this team is kind of pretty thin at the wing position, right? So my guess is, yeah, without Oubre and without Batum, I think you get Covington in the starting lineup. That being said, I think he's a pretty good value play. Um, you might get Marcus Morris dusted off, KJ Martin maybe for a bit, but I think it's Covington that starts. And if he does, I like him quite a bit. All right, let's talk about Atlanta and Detroit. So Atlanta, the big news is Trey Young. If Trey Young misses, we know what to do. We're going to play Dejounte Murray. We're going to play Bogdan Bogdanovich. Right, those two guys with standouts, really, really good plays. So if there's no Trey Young. Murray gets the massive usage bump, but Donovich should shift in the starting lineup. Would be the secondary playmaker. They would both look really, really good. The wings would all look a little bit better too with Johnson and Hunter and Bay. The minutes have kind of been up and down. Like Johnson only played 22 minutes last game. Of course, i deserve is over fantasy score that day. That tilts me again. Hunter foul prone, but his minutes kind of up and down. Sadiq Bay's minutes have been a little bit up and down. They finally dusted off Wes Matthews and played him for a bit, but there's no way I'm playing Wesley Matthews in 2023. Uh Capella and okongwu they're splitting the center position. You know what I'm gonna say here. Capella feels price for right, still has the ceiling. okongwu probably the easier guy to get to at four point five K. And then if Trey Young plays, I like Trey at the top. Uh the ceiling's clearly there, and it's a good spot against Detroit. Talking Detroit, so no Jalen Dern. You should get uh, Marvin Bagley in the starting lineup. Bagley and Wiseman will play a good chunk at the center position, but they also will play Isaiah Stewart a bit at the five. They probably close with Stewart at the five. Stewart also looks better with Dern out. Paid at 8K. Productions all over the place, but he's firmly in play for tournaments for me. Asura Thompson's been pretty consistent. 7.1K, that feels priced about right though. <coughs> Again, I like Stewart at 5.7. I think he plays some small ball five. With guys like Ivy and Burks back, kind of a tough time getting like Sasser or Hayes. Alec Burks himself, a 4-6, I think is an okay punt play. You should get around 20 minutes from him. Um, and then Wiseman, if Bagley gets in foul trouble, could benefit. But again, they're not splitting the full 48 minutes combined, right? Uh, Stewart is playing some small ball five. Let's talk about Orlando. So no Markel Fultz, no Warner Carter Jr. Um, I really like Suggs and Cole Anthony. Now, I don't know what happened here with Cole Anthony. Why did he only play 14 minutes last game? Was it just because he was playing that bad and got benched? He wasn't in foul trouble. I don't think he got injured, Um, but that was kind of weird to see. But yeah, Jalen Suggs uh, looks way better without Markel Fultz. He played 38 minutes last game. I don't think he had 38 minutes again from him, but I like Suggs' good amount. You should get Anthony Black in the starting lineup. He's not going to be super productive, but the minutes should be there. Reasonable value. Um, Cole Anthony, you would assume, would play 25 to 30 minutes. Again, I don't know what happened last game. He looks better with Markel Fultz out. Caro and Franz are reasonable options there at the top. Bataze, Mo Wagner kind of splitting the center position. They're also not playing the full 48 combined, though. Last couple games, they've been closing with Jonathan Isaac. I did want to mention Isaac a 4.1K. The issue is, again, it's not he's playing a ton of minutes either. So kind of hard to get to any of these bigs right now on a big slate. Um, if I had to pick one, I think it would be Mo Wagner at 4.8. Moving on to Brooklyn. No Cam Thomas, no Ben Simmons. Um, you have Nick Claxon back. Um, so top end, you got Mikel Bridges, 8.1K. Been a little bit quiet this year, but did have a big game last game. Five for GPPs. Dinwiddie, the minutes have not been amazing on him of late, even with Cam Thomas and with Ben Simmons out. So that is a little bit concerning. Um, if he was playing like 35 plus minutes out of a lot more interesting Dinwiddie. But again, the minutes have not been amazing on him. Claxon is 6'2". He should play around 30 minutes. Pretty solid option in the mid-range. Lonnie Walker's questionable. Um, I do like Cam Johnson at 5'4. Looks like he's finally off his minutes restriction. Played 35 minutes last game. So a 5.4k Cam Johnson, I think, looks pretty good. I think I'd prefer him to like Dorian Finney Smith and Royce O'Neill. Dennis Smith Jr. has been getting some decent run, but price point is about right. Dayron Sharp will play a little bit, but again, his minutes are kind of all over the place as well. San Antonio and Oklahoma City. So San Antonio, a bit tricky to talk about. We have three guys that are questionable. Heldon Johnson, Jeremy Sowin, and Trey Jones. If all three miss, my guess for the starting lineup would probably be Branham moves in the starting lineup and McDermott. So I think they would probably go Branham, Vassell, McDermott, Wembayama, Collins. My guess if all three of those guys miss, Wembayama, either way, is a good tournament play. Would look better if a lot of these guys miss. That Collins, 6.4K, roll wouldn't really change a ton, but he's decent. Devin Vassell would be a lot more usage if some of these starters are unable to play. And then yeah, guys like Branham, Chetty Osman would benefit McDermott. Like they might even dust off Devontae Graham if a lot of these guys miss. So put S and Ballet here for the Spurs, depending on what happens here. If Kelvin Sohan and Trey Jones are all in, then I would say my favorite point per dollar playing the Spurs probably would be a 5.8K Jeremy Sohan stuff in the staff sheet. Playing the point guard position should see around 30 minutes. Oklahoma City, SGA, 10.3K. Always like him at the top. Price point feels about right. Maybe even a little bit underpriced. You could make the argument for He's playing huge minutes. Chet Holmgren, same thing I said about Wambayama. He's shown a, a pretty high ceiling, but also minutes kind of fluctuating. Production fluctuating a bit. I, I still have interest in him for tournaments. Giddy feels a bit overpriced. Jalen Williams, 62 Should see low to mid-30s minutes. Um, Always fine with him for tournaments. I don't think I can get to Dort or any of the bench guys, though, for the Thunder. Dallas and New Orleans, I just have, like, outside of the main guys for Dallas, I always have a really hard time getting to these, like, value plays. Because Jason Kidd, I just don't trust him whatsoever. But, yeah, Luka, 11.8K. If you have the salary for him, obviously has a high floor. Kyrie, 8.7. Had a big game last game. Price point feels about right for him. Tim Hardaway Jr., 5.4K. Should see high 20s minutes. Again, has the ceiling? He's making his shots. The bigs kind of hard to figure out what this what they want to do. Lively, four point nine k. Again, they got Dwight Powell, they can go small. Like I just, I don't trust this Dallas rotation whatsoever. Grant Williams minutes have not been amazing of late. Derrick Jones Jr. has been playing well, but I think he had a pretty bad game last game. I just, I don't have a good read. Josh Green will see rotation minutes. I, like I said, I just, outside of Luka and Kyrie, I always have a hard time clicking any of these secondary Mavs. Talked by the Pelicans. No CJ Herb Jones is questionable. If Herb Jones misses, opens up a lot of value here. Again, I played unowned Dyson Daniels, so it was absolutely breaking the slate. Last game, Random a massive blowout to punish me. More proof, right? More proof. Absolutely no one runs worse. Yeah, if there's no Herb Jones, you're going to get Daniels, Hawkins, Ingram, Zion, and, and JV in the starting lineup. Daniels would probably be my favorite point-per-dollar play again. Absolutely no one wanted him last slate. I was the only one that played him. Um, would like him again. Hawkins, 5.8K. This guy's really been pissing me off, but has the ceiling. He's making his shots. JV. <coughs> Minutes have not been great on him, but he'll be productive when he's on the court. Ingram and Zion. 8.5 and 8.4K respectively without CJ, I think are decent options. The Pelicans have been running pretty tight rotations when the game's competitive, but again, last game was a massive blowout. Uh, all right, Portland and Utah. Portland, you should get the same starting lineup of Mays, Sharp, Theibel, Grant, and Aiton. I think Mays is probably be my favorite point-per-dollar play here. Um, randomly, barely played the third quarter. I still don't know what happened there. Um, but yeah, 6.7K, still like some Skylar Mays. Shaden Sharp, Grant, and Aiton, all reasonable options. They should play 35-plus minutes in a competitive game. Eyeball minutes have not been great, and he's also not the best point-per-minute guy, so eh, don't love it. Kamara dealt a bit of foul trouble last game. He's just in mid-20s minutes. I don't really know what to do with this bench. You, you might see some Bouye in the rotation, some Duop, Reef, Jabari Walker. Um, yeah, it's a pretty gross bench rotation for Portland. Talk about Utah. So Walker Custer, once again, out. I assume they continue to start John Collins. Played 38 minutes last game. Um, yeah, with well John Collins starting at the five, I think he's a solid option. Now, the production's been a little bit down on him. You know, he's been averaging mid-20s fancy points a game, but um, still think he's a decent option there. Markkinen, 8.7. Always has a ceiling. Jordan Clarkson's been a bit up and down, but we know he has 40-plus fancy point upside. He's gone for 40-plus back-to-back games. My boy, Keontae George. Finally been starting the last couple games. Now, has not been shooting the ball that, that well, but actually actually has been playing good basketball, 11 and 9 assists over the last couple games. I think he's a solid value play. Should see around 30 minutes. He is, you know, a future piece for this Utah Jazz for sure. No thank you on THT. Saxon minutes have not been great, but he'll be productive when he is on the court. Just, you probably see high teens minutes from him. Agbashi is the other guy that has been starting 26 and 30 minutes over the last couple games. Not really the best point per minute guy. Last game, be a little bit careful. Shot six of eight and had two blocks and a steal. Can't expect that again from Ochai Abachi, who with this, with these starters, a lower usage player. Um, don't really think I can get to Fettuccine Alfredo. It's not necessary or anyone else. on uh, Utah, Clippers and, and Nuggets. I'll make it pretty simple for the Clippers. I don't have much interest in this team right now. You want to target one of the big four guys of Paul George, Kawhi, James Harden, Westbrook, be my guest, but none of them stand out. Without Plumlee, you would think Zubash against a big Denver team probably plays a bit more, but you never know. Uh, they've been playing Musa Diabate as the backup five just because the team is very thin. They could also, I guess, try to go small with P.J. Tucker. Um, but uh, yeah, Lil little Anderson for tournaments. That's about it. For Denver, gotta love Jokic, 12-2. I mean, look at what he's done in the last five games. This guy is insane. He's averaging like 75 fantasy points a game. He went for 85 fantasy points last game. Like, it was incredible. He should be able to feast against Zubash or Diabate or like, whoever they try to throw on him. Jokic should be able to feast. <coughs> Gordon, MPJ uh, in the mid-range. They look a little bit better without, um, without Jamal Murray. Their minutes have also ticked up as well. Reggie Jackson, 5.3. Should see around 30 minutes. Reasonable option there. KCP's role doesn't really change. Not much else for the Denver value. Minnesota Golden State, Ant, Cat, 9.1 and 8.1k respectively. I think both are good point-per-dollar plays. We saw kind of Ant get into it. Draymond last game, um, Ant's played very well of late. I think he is a bit underpriced. Also has a nice eligibility. Shooting guard, small forward. Currently, Towns have been playing a bit better of late, averaging 50 fans points over the last couple games. Gobert, eh, I think I would just rather spend up for Cat or for and and a lot of these other rotation guys are like solid options. They're all like secondary plays, though. If you land in these guys, they're fine. But no one I'm prioritizing. Like Conley's decent should see around 30 minutes. My boy Nas Reed should see around 20 minutes. McDaniel Slow-mo, okay options, but um no one I'm gonna like go out of my way to play. For Golden State, it really just depends on Steph Curry. If Steph Curry's in, there's not much here. If Steph Curry's out, that changes a ton. If there's no Steph Curry, I really like Golden State. Chris Paul would probably be my preferred option. He would start the point guard position. A lot more usage for Clay, more usage for Wiggins. Um, some of these value plays would even be in consideration. Guys like Moody and Gary Payton. MINGA probably sees a little bit more run. Like everyone would just look way better if there's no Steph Curry. So Golden State is, really just depends on Steph. If Steph's in, I'm probably not doing much of this team. You can consider Steph for tournaments. If Steph is out, I like a lot from Golden State. Finally, Memphis and the Lakers. So, Tillman's questionable if he misses. Biombo should pick up the start. But yeah, Bain, Triple J, these are the guys with the high ceilings. Um, Bain at 9K, eh, again, price about right. Jaron at 8.3 also feels like a correct price point. Jaron also very up and down because he's super foul prone. Marcus Smart, 6.2K, I think you could argue is one of the safer options, but again, he's kind of been up and down too. Bernard um, got a price bump. Eh, Aldama's man, not been great. Gilliard's been starting the last couple games. If he starts again, you can consider him. But the issue with Gilliard is like he's not a big part of this rotation. It's like he doesn't have to play big minutes, right? So that is the concern there. Dyer moved to the bench and barely played. Roddy will see rotation minutes. he probably see a little bit of Conchar, but not a lot that I love for Memphis. And finally, the Lakers, AD probable, LeBron questionable. LeBron news is huge, right? If LeBron misses, well, it's a similar story to last slate. I played what like five Lakers last slate. I would be heavy in the Lakers once again if there's no LeBron. AD would stand out as one of my favorite spend ups in the slate. Played 41 minutes last game. D'Lo, <coughs> sorry guys, again, I'm still a bit under the weather. D'Lo, um, price points is right is is right. If LeBron is out, he's overpriced. If LeBron is in, But some of these other options would still look good. Reeves off the bench would look solid if there's no LeBron. I would like Rui a good amount. He started played 33 minutes last game without LeBron James. Christian Wood role really didn't change. Honestly, minutes went down a bit. And then you got Reddish and Prince. So this won't come down to ownership with these guys, right? Everyone wanted Torian Prince last slate. Um, he was a bust. I said I preferred Reddish and Rui at a fraction of the ownership. They both smashed. Now, if if it flips now, now if everyone wants Cam Reddish because last game, I would rather play and Prince. So... With these wings, if I'm going to play one of these guys, I'm going to look at ownership's going to play a big factor in what I do. Right? If it flips now and everyone wants to play Cam Reddish, I'm going to prefer playing Tory Prince. So, that is how I'm going to go about with those Lakers wings. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to wrap up the video, guys. As always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the no- notification bell. Uh, really appreciate the support. And we'll see you guys in the next video.